Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cavaliers Audioverse. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to Cavs HQ. Boy, we've got a fun show tonight. Cavs three games in, two and one on the year. We'll look back at the first three ball games, play you some highlights. John Michael's going to stop by and pay us a visit. And then, Jim, we had a great conversation with Ricky Rubio on Media Day. So we're going to hear from Ricky a little bit later on in the show. Oh, yeah. We're full of stars today, so faithful. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun show. So we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll revisit the first three games of the year in Toronto and Chicago and, of course, the home opener against the Wizards. So stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway, is coming right back after this on the Cavaliers Audioverse. Down low to Rolo, Rolo falling down. <laughs> he was falling down, threw it at the basket and banked it in. Oh, my. Mitchell at the other end, crossover. Three right on the mark. Oh, my. He completely lost the defender. Levert into the lane, underneath to Allen. Allen, pow, with the right hand. Pow, with an exclamation point. 115-107, Cavs by eight. This is Donovan Mitchell. Welcome back to Cavs HQ, where your host, Tim and Jim. No, no, Donovan. Welcome to you, to Cleveland. What an impressive start to this season for the three-time All-Star. Games of 31, 32, and 37 to open things up for the Cavaliers. So we welcome you to Cavaliers country here in Cleveland. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones and Jim uh, let's kind of take a look back at the first three games of the year. Of course it started north of the border up in Toronto. 
Cavaliers had an eight-point lead going into the fourth quarter of play. Couldn't quite hang on, though, as the Raptors knocked them off 108-105. Your thoughts on what happened in Toronto in game one? Darius getting hurt. That's all right. it was. You know, right. you know, we beat that team because you can see the way we played in the second and then the game last night, that that's the way we've been playing. You know, we start out slow because we're not sure of ourselves yet, but we seem to turn it on midway in that first period. And, you know, when Darius got hurt in the second, it was just too much. There was just too much to carry, you know, that early in the season. But based upon the potential that we've seen, based upon their performances, in the last two games, you know, we win that game up there in spite of the officiating, in spite of the rough housing play. Cavs cupped it close. I mean, they were there at the end. Uh, yes. What a big Karis Levert three ball actually put the Cavs up late in the ball game. Here's Mitchell into the lane. Mitchell dumps it down low. Now they swing it back out front to Mitchell in the corner to Wade. Two on the clock. Top side Levert three. Good as the buzzer went off. Ball movement. Garris Levert never panicked, shot the three, nothing but net, Cavs by two. And then a little bit later on, it was Spider Donovan Mitchell with a driving bucket that cut that Raptor lead to one. Cavaliers down by three. Mitchell into the lane, drives and scores. Jim, that's what I was talking about earlier. Cavs needed a bucket desperately. Donovan Mitchell provided it. Unfortunately, the Cavs couldn't quite close the deal. As Jim said, there were a lot of obstacles to overcome. So they were 0-1 heading to Chicago, Jim, taking on a Bulls team that had played the night before in Washington. And the Cavs, after falling behind 10-2, just dominated that game moving forward as they routed the Bulls 128-96. Well, it was Donovan Mitchell taking over. You know, he saw the urgency, and he just took over. You know, his communication, you know, you and I saw it. He was talking to the players, clapping, trying to keep them inspired. You know, let's play through this. That's the way games are won. And then last night in the overtime, he was there cheerleading, played 44-plus minutes, huge minutes, a second night of a back-to-back, and you get 37? Really? I mean, that's how good he is. Well, one of the things that you've been talking about through the first three games, Jim, is this Cavalier bench they have played so well and after not playing Wednesday night in Toronto we saw Robin Lopez for the first time Saturday night in Chicago and we saw why Kobe Altman and J.B. Bickerstaff thought Robin's going to be a nice addition to this team. Kevin Love is red hot he lobs it into Lopez Lopez on the right wing against Vucevic Lopez with his back to the basket Lopez backing down boots left-handed hook good all day babe muscle to muscle that Robin Lopez hook shot. It's sweet. Yes, Rolo with the hook shot in the paint. And then another guy off the bench. We talk about him last year and now this year, Kevin Love. And, boy, he was on fire on Saturday night in Chicago. Love hands it off to Donovan Mitchell. Behind him to Love. Takes the long three. Steps left. Shoots a three. Hits a three ball. Kevin Love with 15 points tonight on five bombs. Boy, what a weapon, Jim, for JB to have coming off that bench, not only with his firepower, but with his leadership with the second unit. That's right, and it's a group he can trust because of their maturity and their basketball smarts. And you combine them with two or three of the starters, now you've got something. And then late in the second and third period, you know, you can also put all five reserves in, and they can hold their own. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see. 
And then Saturday night in Chicago, it was Donovan Mitchell that provided the dagger to close things out. Five minutes to go. Cavs with a 20-point lead. Mitchell, three on the way. There's a second dagger. <laughs> Damn. Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> like a vampire you just gotta keep throwing daggers <laughs> and the cavaliers did that on saturday jim no doubt but now they come home sunday to take on a wizards team that was rested following their friday night win over chicago and boy what a donny brook had turned into the Cavs finally emerging in overtime 117 to 107 and again a big night for donovan mitchell out front barton has his pass stolen by mitchell heads to the other end with two hands. Timeout. Wizards. Donovan Mitchell with another 30-point game. Three straight of 30 or more to open up this season for the Cavaliers. Star power in number 45 for Cleveland. And to wrap things up, it was Jetty Osmond in the overtime that sealed the deal for the Cavs. Beal works to the right side. Allen has him on a switch. Beal, his pass stolen by Mitchell. Ahead to Levert. Down the floor to Jetty. Up. Good and fouled. The Cavs with the D. The Cavs with the efficiency to run the break. Jetty with the finish and a chance for an and one. Boy, Jim, that may be a victory we look back on and go, that one was huge. A tough back-to-back. -back. They let it slip away at the end of regulation and yet gathered themselves and won it in the extra session. That's a huge ball game. It's a character example. Yes. And that's where we're going. You know, you've got a player like, like Donovan, and then you've got a great young player like Darius Garland who won't let you lose. You know, an inspiration to their teammates and with their skill sets, they can do it. All they need is a little help from their friends. And so far, so good. Boy, a fun look back at the first three games of the year. Thanks to Kurt and Marty on the other side for putting those highlights together. We'll take a quick time out on Cavs HQ presented by Betway when we come back. John Michael, who used to do a lot of radio work with the Cavs, but now is on the television side with Bally's, will join us. So stay with us. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Audioverse. Mitchell again, coast to coast. Welcome to Cleveland, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell looks for an opening, fires a three. Hey! Knocks it down. Levert to the basket, into Allen. Allen twists, oh, hammers it home. And we welcome you back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Audioverse. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. Of course, our dynamic duo on the other side of the window. Senior producer Kurt McLaughlin along with Marty Allen. And yes, you just heard those outstanding play-by-play -play calls on the television side of Cavaliers coverage with John Michael, the play-by-play -play guy for Bally Sports, and of course, uh, you heard him for many years doing the radio calls with one Jim Jones. So he's very comfortable and very welcome on the radio side to join us here on Cavs HQ. Jay Mike, we appreciate it. You got it. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing Good. all right. And so far for the Cavaliers, uh, a pretty solid start to this season after the loss to open things up against Toronto. Uh, boy, back-to-back -back wins over the weekends, uh, the thrashing of the Bulls in Chicago, and then the thrilling overtime win over Washington on Sunday night. But 
from your perspective, uh, as you sit there on the television size, uh, what have you seen and what has impressed you so far? Well, I got to tell you, first and foremost, it's fun, isn't it, guys? I yeah. mean, this is a fun basketball team. And, you know, the, the big story, of course, has been Donovan Mitchell. And let's, let's put it into perspective. And, Jimmy, I, I know you can talk more about this, but Donovan Mitchell comes to a new team after knowing only the Utah Jazz and the Jazz's system for the first five years of his career comes here into Cleveland, right, has to learn a new system, has only a couple of weeks to get himself up to speed for what he believes is going to be his role in this offense, and then less than a half in, his role changes, right? I mean, Darius Garland gets injured, and then all of a sudden, okay, Donovan, you have to do something different, and by the way, you've got to run an offense, a new offense that you're just learning, and the transition was flawless. You know, and I don't think he's, he's got enough credit for doing that. You know, the, the points are there. We've seen the 30-plus in all three games, but the assists and the ability to run the team and, and the generalship out there, to me, has been what's been the most impressive about this young man and what he's done in Cleveland so far. And, and that, Jim, he's just been able to run this team so seamlessly like he's been here for years. Yeah, he's a special kind of player, and he's young. And I think that's pretty unique in itself. And, John, you know, we both have all seen him and Tim orchestrate, you know, come down, he'll slow the ball down. If he thinks they have an opportunity, he speeds it up. You know, he's uh, the new type of point guard, if you want to say that. That just makes uh, the return of Darius Garland more impactful when those two just start working together. Yeah, scary for opponents, won't it be? You know, and I, I think something JB said stood out. He said the first couple of times in practice in camp, Donovan Mitchell didn't come in and carry himself like a three-time All-Star. He didn't carry himself like somebody who was going to have to lead this team in scoring. He just yeah. fit. He just wanted to be a part of winning. And, boy, that you know manifested itself in the first three games in a way that we didn't think it would and that he'd have to play the point guard position. But a lot like Darius Garland did last season, at first more of the passing, more getting his teammates involved, and then when he needs to take over, he's been doing that in the second half. But we're not talking about a guy who's coming down and just firing up shots all game long. Right. I think the way that he's, you know, that he's presented himself and the way that he's taken on this challenge and introduced himself to this new team. And, oh, by the way, on top of that, he's still scoring 30 points a game in his first three. I mean, I think it's been sensational, <laughs> and I think it speaks volumes for what the Cavs have now in this young man and Donovan Mitchell. Jay, Mike, you mentioned JB talking about Donovan Mitchell, and here's the head coach of the Cavaliers on what he has seen from Donovan so far this year. I mean, just a determination to help the team win. The ability to pick his spots, you know, take control of the game when he needs to, you know, like the leadership, you know what I mean? Like the want to carry his teammates with him, the way he embraces his teammates. Like it's not a, it's a needed 37, right? They're not empty 30s that you're seeing from him. You know, JB always talks about the impact on winning. Uh, doesn't matter what the stats are. How do you impact winning a basketball game? He would say that so often last year about Evan Mobley and now Donovan Mitchell. And in the end, that's really what it's all about. I would say this. Tim, you know, if the Cavs didn't have Donovan Mitchell and they lost Darius Garland in the first half of game one, what's the record right now? I mean, <laughs> there's your answer and how much this guy's impacting winning. And that's not to take anything away from anybody else. That's but as we saw at the end of last season, you know, when Jared Allen was out, when Evan Mobley missed some games, when all of the onus is on Darius Garland, he's drawing two or three defenders every time down. You know, it's it sometimes is going to be too much. And you bring in somebody like 
Donovan Mitchell, and now when Garland gets healthy, like you guys said, I think it's a scary thing. And I think one of you guys has to talk to JB, too, and tell him this is just game three of 82, and that boy ain't going to make it. <laughs> he sounded like this in game number three. So whatever throat remedies you guys have, maybe you better, maybe you better share with our head coach. But, man, it's, it's been fun, these first three games, no question about it. I mean, JB's guys have been responding. Uh, and like I said, it's been a joy to watch so far. I don't know if you guys saw on the plane the other night coming back from Chicago, I did give JB some of my honey. I always carry honey in my bag. And he's well, like, there you go. <laughs> he's like, I can hardly talk. I said, JB, I got you some honey. I got you some honey. <laughs> Again, we're talking with John Michael, the television voice of the Cavaliers with Bally's Sports. Jim? Another thing about this kid, John, I want you to comment on it, is I had no idea he was this good. You know, he's out there in Utah. You know, it's not the greatest media market in the world. I had no idea this kid was this good until we watched the last two games. And then we remember we were over at UIC, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching him. And I said, you know what? He's a superstar. He could carry us, John, until the other guys come around. The wow factor for me occurred in camp. And, you know, we see these Western Conference guys, you know, the ones that aren't on TV, you know, every other week, twice. That's all we see them. And Mitchell's had some great performances against the Cavs, but a couple of things stood out. We we talked about the fit, Jim, but how strong he is. I didn't realize how strong he was until we saw him in practice, until you see these guys on a daily basis. You know, he he can – we've seen it in the three games, you know, right? I mean, he has that presence. He has that physicality. That he's able to go inside. I like what he's done on the defensive end as well. But that, to me, Jim, is what stood out. When we watched him in camp, not only the fact that he, he's smart. We know he's smart. We know he's going to get it. He's picking up things quickly. He's asking questions. He's spinning in with his teammates. But by how strong he is with that basketball, I, I, that's what impressed me and what surprised me when we saw him for the first time up close. Again, we're talking with John Michael on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We're going to get a quick timeout in when we come back. We'll hear more from J. Mike as we talk about this Cavaliers season, 2-1 and one after three games. So stay with us on Cavs HQ on the Cavaliers Audioverse. In support of October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, the Cleveland Cavaliers will host their annual Breast Cancer Awareness Night this Wednesday, October 26th, when the team hosts the Orlando Magic at 7 p.m. The Cavs are proud to once again partner with Cleveland Clinic and Susan G. Coleman to educate fans and bring awareness to the worthy cause. The Cavs will light the house pink, and the traditional breast cancer awareness color will fill the arena. All fans at the game will be encouraged to wear pink in support of Breast Cancer Awareness Night. The Cavs Team Shop's item of the game will be a pink hoodie for $40, with a portion of the proceeds going to Cleveland Clinic and Susan G. Coleman. There will also be a 50-50 raffle with proceeds splitting between Cleveland Clinic and Susan G. Coleman. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway right after this on the Cavaliers Audioverse. You're experiencing Cavs HQ on the Cavaliers Audioverse. Once again, here's Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. Welcome back. As Marty just said, yours truly, Tim Elkhorn, along with Jim Jones. Great to have J. Mike, John Michael, joining us this week on Cavs HQ, talking about this 
Cavs early success, a rousing 117 to 107 overtime win over Washington on Sunday in the Cavs home opener to push the Cavs record to 2 and 1 and guys uh before we continue our conversation let's hear from Donovan Mitchell because of course Sunday was the home opener and officially his first game in front of the home crowd and he said yeah once Ahmad made that introduction uh, he felt like a Cleveland Cavalier honestly and I hate to say this to Ahmad but like it was just when he said Cleveland when we ran out <laughs> that was what did it for me that's when I was like Oh, like, you know, I talked, I think I talked to you about the moment. Like, that was probably the moment where I was just like, because you run out on the road, it's boo, boo, everybody. And I, I, I enjoy that, you know, but when you hear everybody screaming, he was loud. Like, they turned the mics up or something. Like, he was, he was loud tonight. And that for me was just like, whoa. Like, I told J.A., like, this place is nuts. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it wasn't even full at that time. So I was just like, man, like, this is. This is pretty special. And that was my, I had my moment probably in warm-ups and lap lines. And thank God it was then and not during the game. <laughs> but, you know, that was, that was pretty awesome. I'll tell you what, uh, he has embraced Cleveland from the moment he landed here. And, boy, if he keeps doing what he's doing, uh, he's going to be embraced by these fans, and really as he has already. Yeah, I'd say the feeling's mutual already. You're right. You know, he said, you know, when he was asked what he liked, a couple of weeks ago, he said the family atmosphere. That that took me back a little bit. I mean, we all know that, but for him to recognize that that quickly, and he said not only the organization but also uh, of this city and the fan base as well. We talked to his dad, Donovan Senior, who worked in the front office of the Mets uh, right before the game uh, the other day, and and he said, you know, my son loves it. He said, first of all, I love it. <laughs> then he's added, my son loves it, which is the much more important part, and it's just great to hear. You know, he has. I think not only embraced the organization, but the city as well. We, you know, we saw him at the Guardians games, the Browns games, everything else. So, uh, so far, so good. You know, nothing but good things to say about Donovan Mitchell being here in Northeast Ohio. You know, one of the other points I wanted to make is, you know, of course, when Darius comes back, you know, we'll have a, our dynamic backcourt that can challenge the top backcourts in, in the league based upon what we've seen from Mitchell. But, John, talk a little bit about that bench crew and what they've added to this team. To me, that's the biggest surprise so far through three games. The Cavalier bench has been the better group of reserves in all three games. And how about Jetty Osmond? You know, so much was made about the small forward competition, who would start, who would back up. You know, Jetty, I'm not going to say he was a forgotten man, but, you know, he wasn't one of the two favorites, you know, in most people's eyes coming into that competition. And he has been terrific off the Cavs bench, and you saw who was in in crunch time. J.B. has the confidence to go with Jetty Osmond down That's the right. stretch in the last couple of games, which is telling. You know, it'll tell you a lot about, you know, the confidence that your coaching staff has in you. So I, I can't, you know, tip the hat more to, to Osmond. How about Robin Lopez, right? I mean, you tell look me across the board, there, there's veteran backups at almost every spot. How uh, Neto comes in, backup point guard. Robin Lopez comes in, backup center. We have... The backup power forward, Kevin Love, had him for nine years now, so it's in the backup role for two seasons. And I think, you know, depth-wise, it provides a lot of options for the coaching staff. You know, we haven't even seen the likes of Lamar Stevens playing meaningful minutes. You know, he's lying there. He's ready to go. And like I said, I think it provides a lot more options, a lot steadier options, at least, when you have that veteran presence in there. I thought Lopez was phenomenal. Each of the last two games, back it up, of course, Jared Allen and also Evan Mobley. When you look at the overall roster, it means good things, not just that you have that great 
starting five, right? With now with three all-stars plus Evan Mobley in that starting five. But you now have a veteran presence at almost every single spot uh, and it's played out that way over the first three games. Jim, the other night you were talking about Kevin Love and the leadership that he has displayed last year and now coming into this year. Of course, we talked to Kevin after the game on Saturday night, but follow up on that. And then, J. Mike, uh, if you want to chip in as far as just what it means to have a guy like that coming off the bench, a Hall of Fame resume, and certainly a veteran leadership coming off the bench. Thanks, Jim. I think the unique thing about Kevin is his acceptance of the role. And I think a lot of that has to do with Kobe and a lot of it has to do with JB. I think he trusts those guys, that they're always going to put him in the best position to be successful. And then just think, we haven't even discussed Rubio. You know, Kevin was on his way to being the sixth man of the year. He was adding over 17 points a game and uh, and winning games for us. Then Rubio goes down and just no one could seem to get the ball into his rhythm. And Jetty also. But I'm telling you, you talk about leadership, you know, it, it usually goes to young Garland, but I'm telling you, the stability of our leadership is Kevin Love. Well, you know, you think about what were the priorities with Kevin last season, and, and one was to keep him on the floor, and yeah. Kevin played the entire year. The only time he was out was for COVID or, or for illness, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was the most games he played since the 15-16 championship season, so job well done. And, oh, by the way, because he stayed on the floor, he finished second and sixth man of the year award voting, right? He played that well off the bench. I, you know, I think Kevin deserves you know credit, yes, for accepting the role. Kevin's smart, too, right? I mean, he knows he's in his 15th season. He know, You know, this is his ninth year, like I said, here in Cleveland. He knows very well that, you know, to preserve himself and to be the best version he can be, that this is probably the right role right now. I don't think there's any question. I think he knows it. Obviously, JB in the front office knows it. Everybody was in accord. Everybody was in agreement. And I think it's worked out beautifully. You mentioned Ricky Rubio. I mean, if you're smiling, thinking about this version of the Cavalier team, just yeah. think about what it's going to look like when Ricky comes back as well. well there's no doubt about that. Well, Kevin Love, as you said, uh, J. Mike, uh, he knows his role. He knows his experience. He also knows star power. Let's hear what Kevin has to say about the play so far of Donovan Mitchell. Let me tell you firsthand, like to, to you know, come to another team and step in the way that he has, uh, it's, it's really impressive. He's just a gamer. He's about the right things. He's taking it on himself to defend. You know, he's leading us in that starting unit. Uh, he's been he's really done a great job. Boy, he sure has. And uh, Kevin Love, again, showing that leadership, recognizing it and recognizing other guys on the team. Yeah, and I think you, you don't have to look farther when you're talking about Mitchell. It's the end of games, right? I mean, yes. Mitchell's quarterbacking this team like he's been here for three years, not three games. Three games. <laughs> I mean, in another system, that's all they knew. His entire career. Uh, I mean, Kevin knows. I think everybody knows. I mean, that's been unanimous that what they have in Donovan and to hear players talking about him so glowingly with no even sense of, you know, oh, I'm nervous. This guy might take my minutes. This guy might take my point. There's none of that. I mean, Darius Garland, it's authentic joy to have this guy around. And I think Donovan feels it too. You know, when you hear him, you get the sense. He's like, wow, this is pretty, this is pretty neat around here. Everybody's rooting for me across the roster and, you know, in this building and everything else. So, uh, again, you don't want to overstate it, right? Small sample size guys were only, were only three games in, but all of the signs that we've seen so far have been really, really promising for Mitchell and his Cavs team. Yeah, I agree with you, John. I think the first challenge, you know, was getting he and Garland to play together. Then Garland goes down. Then he had to play the point. And I think the next challenge uh, – 
for JB was trying to find a rotation, you know, at least something to start out with before you make adjustments. And then uh, to play the second night of a back-to-back when you had a great game in Chicago, Chicago faltered because they had played Washington uh, the, the night before. But you and I both know, and Tim, that the depth of the Cavaliers is pretty unique. And I thought that they're the ones that really made the difference. When they came in and picked up the slack and allowed Donovan to get a few minutes more rest, they allowed the big fellow, Jared Allen, to be a, a factor down the stretch in an overtime because he got quality rest because of Big Lopez. I just think that they have the right pieces. You know, if we can keep a level head, and keep listening to JB and keep playing selfless. There's no telling how good this team can be. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad you brought up Jared Allen. Because if you just pick up the box score after the game, you look at his numbers, you look at Porzingis' numbers, and you think, ah, they're pretty even. Right? But, I mean, Allen was just a menace. I mean, he was terrific on both ends of the floor. Got credited, I think, with only two blocks. Oh, but, boy, yeah. he had contests all night long. And a couple of yes. couple of blocks where it looked like he was down and out. You know, and a yep, couple of dunks right. over 7-3 Porzingis. And he never makes a business decision if he thinks he might get dunked on. Right? I mean, we see guys do that time and time again right. in the NBA. He, he doesn't challenged. stay down. He doesn't let the guy dunk. He's always going to challenge, even if he gets dunked on it. Man, that just that attitude it's so right. contagious, if you ask me. And there were times, you're right, Jimmy. I mean, Mitchell had played a lot of basketball last night and needed other players to step up. And it was guys like Allen who were able to, you know, carry the load for this team during those times, during those couple of critical possessions where it looked like things might go south for the Cavs. So I, I think Allen deserves a ton of credit. You know, he had a, a, a preseason where at times, you know, he was up and down a little bit, still trying to find his legs. But, man, did he hit the ground running in Toronto in game one, and, and he's been special through three for this Cavs team. Yeah, lost in Spiders 37 last night was Jared Allen's 15 and 14. I mean, he had a terrific game for the Cavaliers last night. All right, Jay, Mike, on that, we're going to let you go. Again, always appreciate you stopping by Cavs HQ. Uh, we'll dial you up a few times more during the course of the regular season and continue your great work on Valley Sports. Thanks Thank for the you, kind John. words, Tim. Anytime, the best, you guys. Dave. Always great catching up. Thanks, Jay Mike. John Michael, the television voice of the Cavaliers, joining us on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We'll have more after this on the Cavaliers Audioverse. One thirteen, one oh six, Cavs by seven with three forty to go. Ricky Rubio, he's been the maestro tonight. On the left hand dribble, works left wing, fakes a three. Now he'll shoot it, and he's got another one. And with that three ball, Ricky now has a career-high 37 points. That was last November at Madison Square Garden in New York. Yes, the mecca of basketball, Ricky Rubio, put on an unbelievable display. And now this season, we await his return as, of course, the Cavaliers re-signed Ricky Rubio during the offseason. And, Jim, uh, we anxiously await Ricky's return, as I said, but boy, what a difference he was last year and will be again this season. I agree with you, Tim. You know, we're anxious, but we're also patient. Yes. Because uh, the thing about Ricky is that he runs that second unit. And it's pretty obvious now with a couple added weapons and uh, with Jetty playing as well as he's playing without him and Love, too, off to an exceptional start. And he'll be able to find Big Lopez. Can you imagine that big screen that Lopez can set up on the high dribble screen that uh, 
that has become sort of Rubio's trademark. He comes off there, he's either going to shoot the three, go down the lane, or he'll find the open man. It makes him almost unstoppable. I just like that this is the kind of team that you can have a Ricky Rubio, of course, with a Kevin Love and a Lopez. Guys who are a little older that know how to play, they're not going to play killer minutes. They're going to play quality minutes because this young starting five is that good. Well, we talked to Ricky Rubio on Media Day at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse as he sat here in the radio room with Jim and I, and we started things off by just asking him about re-signing with the Cavs. Oh, super excited. I mean, I have the option and I came back, so at the end of the day, it's, it's something that I was looking for. You know Donovan Mitchell pretty well, uh, spent some time on the floor with him, and certainly uh, that familiarity will be helpful when you get back on the floor, but just... Tell Cavs fans and our listeners what he's going to bring to this basketball team. Oh, uh, it's going to take us to the next level. That's something that um, uh, I always say and praise. Uh, first year in the league for him, we went to a playoff with Utah, and um, he took over in a playoff. And that's only special players do that. Uh, and it's something that um, I'm really looking forward for him having the experience of playoff in here and help us uh, take the next level. What do Cavs fans not know about Donovan Mitchell that you playing with him can tell Cavs fans, watch out for this. This is what makes him unique. He can play uh, two-way. He played really good defense, uh, but I felt like he was so focused on offense in in Utah that uh, he was more uh, resting, I'll say, in defense. But I think he can play two-way. When he came first came to the league, he was known as a defender. Uh, So it's something that I I think with the culture that we have here and not being all the pressure on him and offense going to help him become even a better player. Hmm. You know, one thing I recognized in your game, and many of us thought that it either it was you or Garland who were the MVPs of this team. We really did because the way you helped carry us, especially you, you even carried Garland in the first half of the season. I saw you guys talk a lot and you tried to emulate some of the things you were doing. Talk a little bit about coming back, when you're back, and then what – can happen with this team because we're all about winning you are you always play to win that's one thing I appreciate about your game I think one of the things that I can bring is control the egos of the team I feel like that happened in the national team too as well uh, when we have Gasol, uh, Rudy, Navarro, uh, yeah. all those guys when you have so much talent it can play in both ways uh, it can play in a way where we become selfish we become uh, in a way where we uh, won more instead of the the team success. So I think I can bring that in the table where I can put all together and, and, and really see that the big picture. Uh, sometimes we get lost on one game that I only had like five shots and then the next game I come in and I take the first five shots just because I'm mad because I've been sitting down on the bench or, or not having not finishing the last two, three games, whatever it is. I feel and the coach says something about feeding others before feeding myself. Um I feel like this team he has so much potential that that potential can go in a wrong way. But if we control that, we can be be really dangerous. Well final question for you. Jim and I do a lot of off-season meetings and so forth with fans and with the radio stations that carry the game. And I always get asked, you know, last year, what was your favorite moment? What was your favorite game? 
And I always say, Ricky Rubio, Madison Square Garden, oh. when you <laughs> just went off career high. Tell our fans what that's like when you're playing at that level and you're in that zone because it was magical, Ricky. It was. Talk about the game in Madison Square Garden. Before you say that, let me set it up. They were trying to beat you up. I remember that. But every time I've seen someone try to be physical with you, you don't give in. You you become tougher. Talk a little bit about that first. Yeah, I, at the end of the day, I, I get ready mentally before every game, and I feel like mentally is a big part of the game. And uh, when they play games with you in the game, uh, you got to be smarter than anybody else and uh, don't play their game. Uh, they want to play physical, uh, play by the rules. And, uh, and, and, and you know the referee's going to play some games too as well. So don't back down. Don't show any weaknesses and uh, just hit back. Uh, but in a smart way, not in like, okay, I'm just going to hit because they, I got hit. It's just hit in a smart way and find ways where, uh, okay, they, they trap me. Uh, I'm not going to get rid of the ball real quick. I'm just going to find the open guy so he can score. And that game, believe me, I watch it during my rehab a lot of times. So it gave me, when on my downtime, um, I mean, rehabbing from an injury like that, there's a lot of times and a lot of uh, downsides. And when I was feeling down, I watched a lot of games. And, and one of them, it was that game it was special when you're in that zone and you feel like you can't miss and um it's something that i've been working hard uh especially going on my left i feel really comfortable shooting the three going to my left and i was feeling it and uh yeah, it was good at the mecca at madison square garden i tell you it was it was my favorite game of the year i lost my voice and that's hard for me to do i don't know how many times i screamed rubio it was incredible they hey Hey, welcome back. Great welcome to have back. you Thank here. You. And again, I look forward to seeing you, you know, late December, early January. Uh, I wish uh, I could tell you a date. And if I had it, I will tell you. But uh, I go by the, by, by feelings. And right. when I start yep. playing, yep. I start uh, connecting my mind to my body. It's going to tell me exactly. So when I start practicing, I will let you know. So as soon as I get a date, I will let you know. Sounds great. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Ricky. you, Ricky. Thank you. So that was Ricky Rubio back on Media Day. And Jim, as we said, uh, what a difference he made last year. And certainly, uh, once he gets on the floor for the Cavaliers this season, uh, it's going to be magical. Yeah, it, it is. And I love the patience of JB and Kobe and, and the way they're approaching this thing. It's been beautiful. And it is a process for him to come back. And uh, we have the luxury right now of being well, that looks like we're going to be a pretty good team that there's no urgency to you know to force him back and have him play heavy minutes just to win games. But I like the approach of this team. They're a lot stronger because of their experiences last season and the play-in. One of the unique things I like about this team that I've seen in the first three games, they're not playing to keep from losing, and that's, that's from a fear perspective. They're playing to win the game. This team has courage, and they proved it last night in that overtime. Well, we thank Ricky Rubio for joining us on Media Day. We'll take a timeout. Jim and I will wrap things up after this on Cavs HQ, presented by Bentway on the Cavaliers Audioverse. It's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Bentway. All sorts of people to thank. Of course, our guest, John Michael. And way back on Media Day, Ricky Rubio. But that was a fun conversation to hear again. 
Of course, the dynamic duo on the other side of the window, Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin. Jim Jones, a great big thank you to you. And the biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. Cavs back in action Wednesday night at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse when they take on the Orlando Magic. That game will tip off shortly after 7. The Huntington Tip-Off Show will come your way at 6.30. So until then, Tim Elkhorn saying, once again, thank you very much for listening. And so long, everybody. The Cavaliers Audioverse. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers. Rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today.